0: All right, we are back, and we'd like to point out that our website is up and functioning, radioparallax.com. You can send us a message at info at radioparallax.com, and our shows that aired in the past month or so should be up and archived by today. Uh, if not, we'll have them up very soon, I promise. Let's go now to our special media correspondent, Mr. Gary Chu, and let's talk a little bit about the cinema. Gary, are you there? I am here, Doug. Well, uh, what's new in the world of cinema?
1: Well, um, let's see. There are lots of films coming along now, not all of them, those sort of boring summer movies, but one that uh, is showing currently, I think, uh, at uh, the Crest in downtown Sacramento is... One that actually you and I saw the screening two together. You remember when we actually had a a, A a get-together with two other people in a screening room and watched North Fork? Yes,
0: sir, I do remember that quite well.
1: (laughs) Well, North Fork is an interesting movie in some ways and a boring movie in other ways. Yes. It's magical realism, heavy with metaphor, (laughs) brilliantly shot. Uh Uh-huh. With black and white, but sort of color, in cinemascope, yeah. with stark stark shots, real shots of Montana. Shot in 24 days in early spring with clouds and snow and all that sort of stuff, with a pretty good cast in it. Uh, I'll ask you, uh, what did you think of the movie?
0: Well, Gary, uh, hanging. one of the perks of hanging around with you is getting invited to see movie premieres now, I can see. And uh, I think sometimes that's very good. In this case... It wasn't, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was baffling. I was baffled. In fact, I'm, I'm hoping you can come on and explain, not only to our listening audience, but to me as well, what we witnessed the other day.
1: Okay, well, let me let me tell you quickly, there are a couple, of, two two other movies that sort of come to mind when I think about this movie and from some of the devices that are used, and that is... The movie came out two or three years ago that did so well at the Oscars was uh, Mulholland Drive by David Lynch, which I refer to quite often. A, I really like that film? And yeah. then a recent movie, which I did a review on, I think last week, uh, The Swimming Pool, uh-huh. uh, or rather, not the Z is not; it's just called Swimming Pool. Okay. And Both of these movies mix very cleverly and subtly what is real and what isn't real yeah uh, david lynch doesn't make it uh, easy for you when you see Mulholland drive and uh... francois ozone doesn't make it easy for you when you see swimming pool uh... Uh-huh. and the polish brothers they even use... make it more difficult for you in north fork
0: they certainly made it difficult for me. I'll, I'll... Yeah,
1: because the, actually the writing or the story or the almost story with a plot...
0: Well, you think it's a documentary at yeah, first.
1: It's sluggish, very slow, yeah. but, but, but cinematically it's, 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 a, it's a pretty good movie and I've uh, already sort of formed my own opinion of it. Uh-huh. And I've noticed that in reading other reviews subsequent to yeah. deciding what I think about the movie that people tend to say it's boring and slow and probably won't do too well. But don't sell it short because there are things about it that are really quite extraordinary. Uh And that's kind of the way it is. So Uh if you're a real movie buff, but you're not so much of a story buff, Uh I think one of the other things that comes along is the divergence in cinema of a good script over against what is good visually.
0: Visually it was interesting, but boy, I tell you, I was actually heartened by the fact that somebody actually sold that script. If he can do it, by God, I think we can too.
1: Yeah, well, it's got a good cast, pretty good, you know, Daryl Hannah, Nick Nolte, and James Wood, and Peter yeah. Coyote.
0: Yeah, talented people.
1: Not not too bad, you know, and I'm, I'm I'm, glad I saw the movie so I can know about it and have it filed away in my, my brain, but as you may have noticed, I was kind of hoping it would be over after a <laughs> while, because it didn't seem to, it, it was you, very sluggish.
0: Gary, you compared it to Fellini, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit I've never seen a Fellini movie.
1: Well, you know, it's because it's so far out and so... Uh, yeah. Uh, artfully done and so sad, as i say heavy with metaphor yeah uh and it is strange some of the people in the movie play angels that are either imagined or not imagined yeah
0: but i didn't get all that i didn't get it
1: fellini you know it, it kind of goes off uh in a kind of a stark kind of a cowboy kind of way like fellini movies
0: do. yeah well would you
1: give it a thumbs up i would give it a you know how you can kind of bend your thumb back a little yeah. bit and then raise it slightly. Yeah, I'm
0: bending. I'm bending mine till it points straight down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, mine is sort of half masked, so to speak.
0: You know, I, I, I believe Davis's own Derek Bang was uh, there uh, seeing this preview with us. Do you know what Derek had to say?
1: No, I don't. Do I, you? I'm
0: curious. No. Uh,
1: Derek was there, and also um, Mark from uh, the Sacramento News and Review was there, as I remember.
0: Oh, I didn't realize and all that.
1: All four of us were there in that cavernous
0: cinemaplex. Yeah. At the
1: Crest. Uh, You know, I I always hate to say don't see this or do see this because, you know, people...
0: Well, people that like arty films may find a lot to like in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, uh,
1: Nick Nolte is very uh, hot these days because of his unfortunate uh, substance (laughs) abuse arrest uh, back in, what, Beverly Hills about a year ago. Uh He
0: plays a
1: priest in it. Yeah. Get that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. In that movie, Nick Nolte kind of looked like uh, Keith Richards... (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I saw him on Charlie Rhodes on PBS promoting this film, uh, North Fork, and they looked like they had to push him into the studio in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. He looked like he was on the sauce.
0: Yeah, I'm afraid so. Mm -hmm. Well, Gary, okay then. Well, uh, we won't slam it, but we won't give it an unqualified endorsement, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, boring but visually interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm still keeping my thumb down, though. (laughs) Okay. All right, well, Gary, thanks again. We'll We'll see you soon.
1: Great, take care.
0: Once again, that was Gary Chu, our special media correspondent. We'll be hearing from Gary again in the future, on a regular basis, actually. Uh, We've got a whole bunch of current events, things I still, a big pile here I still want to go through. Let's uh, let's do some items that have been sitting around I have not known where to insert in prior shows. I'm still not sure where to insert them, but let's hit them anyway. Let's start with a quote (laughs) that I really like from singer and actress Madonna. In promoting her new album, she said, quote, I'm telling you that fame and fortune are not what they're cracked up to be. Now, your heart certainly has to go out to pop singer Madonna, for surely here is a woman who has never attempted to thrust herself in the spotlight. Yes, words of wisdom, fame and fortune are not what they're cracked up to be. An item that really kind of hit me between the eyes when I saw this a few weeks back was the fact that, I didn't know this, the popularity of tanning can be traced back to a single moment in 1923. Apparently, after cruising from Paris to Cannes, designer Coco Chanel, I believe she of Chanel number five, stepped off the Duke of Wellington's yacht with a startling suntan. Apparently, she'd gotten too much sun accidentally cruising around on the yacht, but the press and fashion world assumed that the influential French woman was making a fashion statement. And of course, in the monkey-see, monkey-do world of high fashion, everyone started imitating Coco Chanel. It sounds fantastic, but I kind of think that's true, because I know it always was the fashion to have very uh, pale, light skin people who uh, got a lot of sun. Well, that showed that they were laborers, and thus of the lower classes. So people of, uh, of the high fashion world, of the higher classes, uh, did not want to look brown. And uh, our, my sound engineer, Mr. Edward McMillan, who has traveled to the, uh, the eastern regions of India and the Philippines, confirms this is very much still the fashion style in place in those locations. You want to be light. You want to be fair. You do not want to be dark and tanned. That shows that you are of the lower classes. Another item that has to be a little bit sad and wistful for anyone who lived in Davis back in the 1970s, such as this correspondent, it is the final definitive end of the original Volkswagen Beetle. Yes, the very last original Beetle rolled off the assembly line in Mexico, where the German car firm had continued making them up to last month. They stopped making them in Europe in 1978, and it has been a long time since they could meet crash and emission standards in the United States. But down in sunny Mexico, they continued and were continued with great popularity up till the present time. Well, it's the end of an era. I uh, drove many a mile in a Volkswagen Beetle. It seemed like everybody I knew had one, and uh, they were fun cars to drive. But uh, I hear the new beetle is pretty, uh, pretty fun too, and it, uh, and it's I, I guess taking the place, or will take the place of the old style beetle down in Mexico, and of course, um, as it's uh, been doing for a long time now, um, everywhere else. Here's an interesting little science tidbit, the kind of thing that Ted, Greg, and Kirsten might uh, might air on this week in Science every Tuesday morning. Someone decided to count the stars. I mean, really count the stars. I mean, you look out of the night sky and you say, "Oh my God, there." Just innumerable, but um, spoil sports assure us: no matter how good your eyes are, you cannot see more than six thousand stars from the Earth with your naked eye, and that seems like a really depressingly small number. Well, someone decided to ask, yeah, but how many stars are in the universe as a whole? The estimates astronomers told the BBC News was seventy. Sextillion, that's a seven followed by 22 zeros, more than the total number of grains of sand on the earth. Now, uh, Tom and Ray Maliazzi, the Tappet brothers, click and clack that are heard on National Public Radio, have got a campaign going to outlaw cell phone use in cars. Of course, the cell phone industry has fought back and said that's a bunch of bull. You know, what are you going to do next? Ban listening to the radio. But researchers at the University of Utah tested 41 subjects operating a driving simulator while either speaking on a regular cell phone, a hands-free phone, or driving while drunk. Yes, they liquor these people up with a 0.8 blood alcohol content, which is legally drunk. And compare that to how people did while driving on the cell phone. Well, guess what? People did worse while on a cell phone, whether it was hands-free or not, than they did while legally drunk. This is something to think about. And I want to do some excerpts from a magazine that caught my eye, Invention and Technology. But we're out of time today, so I don't have time to accept, just make mention of it. In the future, we'll talk about some articles they have done on the hidden life of tires, the history of duct tape, and the helmet. The, the current issue, I think, that's still on the stands is about the helmet. In the past, when I was a medical intern over at UCD's Medical Center, uh, the one of the family practice preceptors, George Snively, was a man who had uh, lost a good friend in an auto racing crash, and he uh, apparently decided to get together with people who made helmets, and they worked very hard to make them safer. And a lot of the the current designs, the advances that uh, we uh, that uh, we take for granted today, go back to his effort uh, to do so. Uh, George passed away uh, twenty years ago, I think, uh, probably this year. And um, I remember uh, Dr. Snively as a nice man, and, you know, another example of people associated with this great institution, UC Davis, that have, um, you know, helped make the world a better place. We are out of time. I'm your host, Douglas Everett. This show is produced by Mr. Edward McMillan. This is Radio Parallax, and you're listening to KDVS 90.3 FM. Stay tuned for Todd Urich and his show... Hometown Atrocities. We will see you again next Thursday at 5 o'clock.